Hey there, Internet friends. Welcome to That D-Plus Show. Class is in session for the only show from that nerdy site that lets you know what kind of quality to expect right from the name. I'm your host, Trevor Starkey, and each week I sit down with a guest to talk about a Disney Plus offering, usually of their choosing, uh, usually sitting down with a guest. But I'm sitting down for a solo episode this week. Um, for those that have been tuning in, I've been doing a lot of Hamilton episodes recently, uh, last month or so, uh, sitting down with just a bunch of uh, friends to discuss their first time, in many cases, their first time watching Hamilton. Actually, I think in all cases so far, their first time watching Hamilton. Um, and that's been a ton of fun. Uh, and I was originally, I reached out to a couple people, but didn't hear back uh, or couldn't couldn't get a schedule together for this week's episode. So uh, instead, I decided to uh, to switch it back over to kind of the, the uh, other formula. And uh, I'm going to be sitting down and just talking about a, a Disney movie. Uh, and because this kind of came together last minute, I'm doing a solo episode. And because I didn't necessarily even have time to really watch something new, I decided to do, I'm doing a solo episode today about Disney's Hercules, uh, because this is something I watched very recently uh, for an episode of The Castle Vault that I was a guest on. Uh, they're a, a fellow um, Disney Plus-centric podcast uh, where they go through the show, uh, they, they're going through Disney animated films chronologically. And they had me on a few weeks ago to uh, to discuss Hercules, uh, and that was a ton of fun. And so I figured I could devote a uh, a quick little D plus episode to uh, to Hercules as well. Um, probably won't dive into too much in case I have uh, friends that want to come on and uh, and discuss this more in depth in the future. But for the sake of getting an episode out this week, I uh, just wanted to kind of quickly run through some of the. Uh, the standards of Hercules, as well as uh, just kind of, you know, some some top-level thoughts on it. Um, so, uh, real quick, diving into the, the history lesson of Hercules. It was originally released back on June 27th, 1997. Uh, the releases at the time, you had Con Air that came out beginning of June 97. Uh, you had My Best Friend's Wedding, came out June 19th, 1997. Batman and Robin, the... Uh, Batman film with Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze there uh, came out June 20th, 1997. Uh, Face Off, uh, so kind of starting and ending the month of June with some Nicolas Cage. Face Off came out June 27th, 1997, uh, alongside Hercules here. Uh, you had Men in Black made its debut July 2nd, uh, 1997, so kind of kicking off the uh, uh, that series uh, and the, the 4th of July run that they had right there. Uh, you had Princess Mononoke came out July 12th, 1997 in Japan. It wasn't released here stateside until end of the year that year. Uh, and then uh, kind of the other little family-friendly fair that you had going on around this time was George of the Jungle that came out July 15th, 1997. So uh, that's kind of what was coming out around that time. Uh, runtime for Hercules here, a brisk hour and 33 minutes. Nice, quick, in-and-out kind of classic Disney animated film. Love, love to see it. In the Disney animated timeline of things, this came out in between The Hunchback of Notre Dame, which came out June 21st, 1996, and then uh, it was followed by Mulan, June 19th, 1998. So clearly Disney had a, a run there where they were hitting that, you know, middle of June box office uh, kind of leading into the 4th of July weekend. So they were usually trying to get out ahead of whatever big blockbuster was going to hit 4th of July. So they had kind of the, the you know, the the top of the box office usually for a couple weeks in June. Um, 
Roll Call, the who's who of this. I uh, haven't done these in a while because I've been uh, kind of skipping over this section in uh, in the Hamilton episodes, uh, so I'm not just kind of repeating myself every week. But the who's who of here, uh, we had the directors, Ron Clements and John Musker, who uh, kind of worked together often. Uh, they had previously directed The Little Mermaid and Aladdin prior to this, and then they would go on to direct Treasure Planet, The Princess and the Frog, and most recently, Moana. So they've had a pretty good storied career there with Disney. Uh, they also served as writers on all of those films, as well as this one. Uh, additionally, uh, writers, you had Don McHenry, uh, uh, Don, yeah, Don McHenry and Bob Shaw, who uh, would also go on to work on A Bug's Life. Uh, and then you had Irene Mechie, who prior to this did The Lion King and Hunchback, uh, and then would eventually go on to do Brave. Uh, so shout out to all of those writers working on this film. Uh, starring, you have uh, Tate Donovan here as the titular Hercules, playing adult Hercules, basically, or, you know, like what? 18-year-old Hercules, 21-year... It's it's a plot point in the film. I think 18 years. Yeah, 18-year-old Hercules. Um, he's been pretty steadily working on a lot of roles. Uh, he regularly comes back and voices Herc in a lot of the Kingdom Hearts stuff. Uh, he uh, was in Argo a few years back, and he most recently has been doing a handful of the... Uh, handful of episodes of the new MacGyver series as James MacGyver, a.k.a. main Angus MacGyver's uh, father. So, uh... Shout out to him for, you know, still finding work here. Uh, you have a couple of actors here playing young Hercules. Uh, you have Josh Keaton, who played the uh, the acting voice of young Hercules, who has been doing regular voice work in TV and games um, throughout the you know last 20 years, uh, including, including most recently, I was surprised to see this one. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, in Iron Man VR, he plays Tony Stark slash Iron Man. Uh, so shout out to Josh Keaton for that. Uh, and then the singing voice of young Hercules was Roger Bart. So uh, Hercules singing uh, Go the Distance. Um, I misremembered the role he played when I mentioned him on the Castle Vault. So my bad on that. Um, but he, I knew him from, uh, from the producers uh, on Broadway um, back in 2001. In On the Castle Vault, I said that he played the German character that will... Uh, um, uh, that will... Uh, Will Ferrell um, played. Uh, I was wrong on that. He played Carmen Ghia, who he plays in the film, um, uh, the producers as well. Uh, he was Tony nominated for that uh, in 2001, and he had won the Tony uh, in uh, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown in 1999. So he had a pretty good run there uh, going from Disney's Hercules to a couple of, you know, Tony Award uh, winning and nominated shows. Uh, and then most recently, uh, I recognized him certainly from the Netflix interpretation of a series of unfortunate events. Uh, he played uh, the vice principal at the, you know, the school there um, in his kind of very, you know, uh, manic kind of hairstyle and all that stuff. So shout out to Roger Bart, you know, shout out to going back to this film and recognizing that name and then uh, and putting all that together. Uh, Danny DeVito, of course, playing Philoctetes or Phil, um, who, you know, been working since the 70s, uh, doing a show that's near and dear to my heart, as it is the last acting role I really had in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He was uh, he was Martini in the film version of that back in the 70s. Uh, of course, he would go on to do Taxi, 
uh, twins. He was in uh, Batman Returns. Uh, as I mentioned, Batman and Robin earlier. He was, of course, the Penguin, uh, iconically in that. Uh, he was in Matilda. And most recently, he has been seen for the last uh, 13, 14 years, whatever it's been, on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, and then he was also in uh, last year's Jumanji, The Next Level. Uh, so he had a fun role in that. Of course, you have James Woods in here as Hades, who has a long and storied career as a character actor. Uh, a couple things I wanted to pull out here are that uh, he was in Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Uh, so, you know, God forbid that. Uh, of course, he had a pretty iconic early role in um, in, uh, in Family Guy. Uh, ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Um, kind of playing himself there and having some fun with that. Um, I was surprised to see when I was looking this up that he's really only in a few episodes of Family Guy over its long uh, run. Um, but he's still, uh, James Wood still, just like uh, Tate Donovan as Herc, comes in and plays Hades pretty much any time Disney asks him to. So uh, he has been popping up in a lot of the Kingdom Hearts stuff as well. Uh, you have Susan Egan here as Meg, who, uh, in addition to playing Meg in this, originated the role of Broadway, uh, or the, the role of Belle in the Broadway version of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, she was also Lynn in the English version of Spirited Away and uh, has had a recurring role, a uh, handful of episodes on Steven Universe uh, most recently. Uh, Bobcat Goldthwaite, uh, playing Payne here, uh, is like he's one of those people that just stands out in this movie just because of his voice, obviously. Um, I grew up remembering him as part of a show called Unhappily Ever After, where he played like a, a bunny rabbit kind of Muppet character thing. Um and, uh, of course, he was a you know, very iconic uh, stand-up comedian from the 80s and 90s, um, largely driven by his voice. Because apparently that's what you did in the 80s and 90s. You had, you know, Gilbert Gottfried doing the same kind of thing. Uh, you have Matt Frewer playing Panic, who uh, I originally was like, it was weird having Bobcat, like somebody so recognizable as Bobcat Goldthwait as, as Payne, and then not really knowing who Panic was, just feeling like Panic was kind of a... Uh, a maybe more forgotten character, um, but he himself has a, a you know a, a, was well established as a, a voice actor and cartoons and stuff in the early '90s. Uh, he also played the fictional AI character Max Headroom, which is certainly somebody I like I've seen in pop culture uh, of the the '90s you know, time period. If you you know, look him up, I'm sure you would recognize him as well. Um, and then the thing that really jumped out at me when I was looking through his IMDb today. Uh, for this episode, is he was the uh, the neighbor dad in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, um, uh, Big Bill Richardson or whatever it was, like whatever whatever the the neighbor's parents. Um, he was the dad in that, so uh, I was like, oh hey, that I that was one I had never pieced together. But he is still working quite regularly um, and has been basically for the last twenty three years. Um, I mean beyond that as well, but twenty three years since Hercules, uh, including. Uh, recently he was in uh, the Netflix Castlevania, and then he is uh, currently on the newly rebooted Perry Mason as one of the judges in that show. Uh, and then you have Rip Torn, of course, iconic voice uh, of Rip Torn as Zeus here. Uh, again, you know, long-storied character actor, credits all the way back to the 50s. Um, he, uh, I, I probably first got introduced to him because my dad was a fan of the Larry Sanders show when I was growing up. And then, of course, as I mentioned earlier, uh, right after this came out, he uh, was probably in one of the most iconic roles associated and tied to him as Zed in Men in Black, um, which he would do uh, in Men in Black 1, 2, and 3 before uh, uh, his his passing. Um, uh, was he in 3? He might have passed before 3. 
Uh, I think that's why Emma Thompson came in. So, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, so rest in peace, Rip Torn. Um, but great work bringing your, you know, iconic bass voice, um, bombastic bass to this. Uh, a few other names I want to give a shout out to without diving really fully into their their history, but it was just like weird people that stand out in this. Um, you have Paul Schaefer playing Hermes, who is always just a weird pull because he, you know, is the iconic uh, band leader for the David Letterman show. But like, why why is he Hermes in this? I don't know. Um, uh, you have Charlton Heston here playing the narrator um, before kind of the muses take over. Uh, so that's just one of those like really weird deep cut pulls. Uh, Keith David, before Keith David was like known as Keith David, probably really uh, is in here as Apollo, the sun god. Wayne Knight has a little cameo in here as Demetrius the Potmaker. Obviously, if you know his voice, you can recognize and pick him out uh, in the uh, in the film. Uh, he has that run in with Young Hercules. Uh, and then a couple of kind of Disney stalwarts and and uh, regular voices that have you know just amassed more and more credits over time, but were in this as well. Corey Burton uh, plays the Titans as well as you know a handful of other characters. Uh, most recently, he is kind of the the Disney and Lucasfilm go to voice for Count Dooku in a lot of the Star Wars canon, uh, and he was also Zeus in the God of War series, including the 2018 uh, kind of rebootish thing, God of War. Um, so that I was like, oh hey, there's a, there's a fun little uh, uh, Greek mythology tie-in. Uh, and then you also have Jim Cummings in here, uh, who plays Nessus, the river centaur. Uh, and again, among other characters, including, I think one of the, I think the elderly Thebian character was one of his. Uh, and he is of course the iconic voice of Winnie the Pooh, among other things. Um, diving into a little bit of the trivia, uh, a few little tidbits I pulled out here, uh, in the scene where two kids are tracked under a boulder, they say, someone call IXII, um, this is something that I, I mentioned on the uh, the episode of the Castle Vault that I just like I'm sure probably went over my head as a kid um, and rewatching it you know as an adult I I, I love that little nine one one reference using Roman numerals um, uh, fun little like nod to that um, at one point during I won't say I'm in love the muses sing while appearing as marble busts the busts are in the same arrangement as the singing busts in the haunted mansion ride at Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World so I wanted to throw that in there given my own Disney love as has previously been evidenced in the Imagineering story uh, as well as uh, um, uh, when Logan and I talked about the haunted mansion film we talked about kind of that uh, arrangement of busts. Jack Nicholson, Willem Dafoe, and David Bowie were all considered for the voice of Hades. John Lithgow was originally cast as Hades and recorded all of the dialogue, but was ultimately replaced with James Woods in the final film. Willem Dafoe would later voice Gil in Finding Nemo. That's one of those like pieces of trivia here that just jumped out at me. And there, there are a few other bits of trivia that I didn't pull in for this episode um, related to the casting of James Woods here, because I just, like, it's such a an inspired choice to cast Hades, you know, the often depicted as like dreary, you know, dark Lord of the underworld as like a peppy used car salesman type of guy in James Woods. Um, and it very much like, I can't imagine the movie working as well as it does with anybody else in that role. And I love John Lithgow. I'd love John Lithgow, but I can't imagine him playing the role the way that um, that James Woods, uh, with the energy that James Woods brings to it. So, uh, you know, great casting, recasting there. Um, 
The Hydra is a rare instance of blood and gore shown on screen in a Disney movie, as it visibly bleeds green blood after its heads are cut off. Uh, also on the Hydra, early into production, the filmmakers decided the Hydra would ultimately have 30 heads by which the animators created one master head and the computer could multiply the heads to their desired scale. Overall, 13 animators and technical directors spent nearly a year and a half creating the four-minute battle sequence. I think there was also another um, uh, another bit of trivia in there that said something like, uh, each frame of the Hydra sequence took four. It took eight to fourteen hours to render um, because this was, you know, obviously in the early era of CGI. Um, but as we touched on it a lot in the Castle Vault, like the CGI in in that CGI sequence looks, you know, uh, like it would fit in just as well in many a, a you know a modern day kind of uh, film. Obviously, it's it's you, you can still see it's and identify it as CGI, but um, it's it's certainly better than you know a lot of the stuff we see that that isn't as polished or doesn't have as much of a you know uh, clear visual design to it. Um, so I I really was impressed going back and rewatching this on how good that stuff looked. Uh, and then the last little bit of trivia here for this episode at least. Uh, uh, on July fifth, twenty nineteen, it was reported that Walt Disney Pictures is developing a live action remake of Hercules with the studio reportedly considering Alexander Skarsgård for the title role and considering outside-the-box directors and writers for the film based on the box office success of Guy Ritchie's 2019 live-action remake of Aladdin. Um, I would love to see, you know, what they do with the live-action Hercules with this. Um, uh, you know, I don't, I, I honestly don't think the live-action things are often necessary, and, uh, you know, I, I really liked Aladdin. I thought Lion King was completely pointless. Um, so, you know, it, I, it's, it's give or take, really. Um, uh, on what they are, but um, I would be down for a live-action Hercules. So, uh, does it hold up? I think this absolutely holds up as a as a fun movie. Um, there's a, definitely a lot of like of the era kind of references and product placement stuff, including like you know um, you know Air Hercs instead of Air Jordans or something. But like, fortunately for the movie, I guess the things they decided to like identify are at least still here 20 years later, still kind of timeless. Like Jordans are still obviously a, you know, an iconic shoe. Um, so, uh, not a lot is lost in doing that. But again, like you do have weird anomalies like Paul Schaefer being like clearly not only the voice of Hermes, but also like the visual look and style and design of Hermes. It's just like, that's a, why does Hermes look like that? Even if you know the late show with David Letterman, it's still why why does Hermes look like that? Who knows? Um but like overall it's still it's a it's a fun story. Meg is an ahead of her time kind of um yeah, uh, character, a strong female character um who who even, you know, she's a she's a damsel, she's in distress, but she's not a damsel in distress kind of thing. Um uh and there's and and yeah, they're just uh, as much as I'm not a fan of James Wood's politics, um, he is still like a ton of fun in this movie as Hades and his back and forth. Um, Danny DeVito as Phil is a lot of fun. Um, uh, the muses and the, the musical styling of kind of playing around with like gospel, uh, to juxtapose against the, the mythology of the, uh, the, the Greek mythology and stuff. A lot of fun. Uh, as somebody who grew up a big fan of Greek mythology, um, I would have liked to have seen if they could have played around with like more within the confines of like the standardly accepted 
versions of the Hercules myth or Heracles myth. Um, even that is like the fact that we call him Hercules, even though Hercules is his Roman name instead of Heracles, whatever. Um, but like so many of the little details about Hercules is just like this was very much the Disneyfied version of that, um, which again makes sense because you know they're not going to necessarily portray Hercules' quote unquote mom in Hera trying to kill him um, because Zeus was like. Zeus had Hercules as one of his many affairs. Um, they're definitely not going to dive into that for a, a Disney film, but um, a lot of fun in there. Um, a couple little other stories I just want to share, um, which we go into, I think, in more depth in, well, definitely in more depth in the um, uh, in the Castle Vault episode, which uh, basically, if you like the, if you like Hercules and, and, uh, and want to hear me talking more about Hercules, uh, go listen to that episode of the Castle Vault. I'll include it in the, in the, uh, the links and all that stuff. Um, cause we talked for, I want to say about three hours on the film. Um, uh, but a couple of stories I shared on there were, um, I, in, uh, in high school, um, we, I had a friend of mine, Jenny, who for a talent show that we did wanted to sing, I won't say I'm in love. And basically like recruited me and a bunch of her guy friends to be the muses, uh, so we were kind of her backup singers. Uh, we had like togas. We learned a little dance and stuff and just had a ton of fun doing that. Uh, it was a fun, good time. Um, and then uh, also uh, I I had like such a deep love of the soundtrack of this film growing up because um, uh, I would have been 12 when Hercules came out. And every summer my uh, – my grandmother and my aunt would take me and my sister to like a, a little getaway cabin uh, at a guest ranch that they that they had gone to when like my mom and aunt were kids, and uh, and so it would kind of it was like a week away to you know unplug and not be in front of video games and stuff like that, uh, and we wouldn't like there wasn't a TV there so we couldn't watch movies or anything but they did have like a, a we eventually started taking like a CD player or something like that so we took the CD for Hercules and I probably just listened to it to go the distance on repeat and and just would sing it out sing out to it you know um probably you know the better part of that week um and uh and that was probably my first introduction to Michael Bolton cuz he does the uh kind of the the uh you know professional version of it in the end credits uh for go the distance and uh and yeah it was just a ton of fun um and depending on like when we went i guess it would have been either that summer um after this movie had come out um or uh, in the, in 1998, uh, the following summer, um, that might've been it as well. So, uh, but yeah, that was just, those are a couple of my very like fun childhood memories tied to Hercules. Um, cause this is like, as I said, with, with Hunchback and then this, and then Mulan coming up after it, that's probably nearing the end of like my high school years where it was like, okay to watch, you know, Disney films. Um, uh, cause I was probably, you know, coming up on the age where that got replaced by playing GoldenEye and stuff with friends and, and all that, um, uh, in, in the, you know, the more video game era of, uh, and, and just high school in general, like middle school, high school in general, all that stuff. So, um, this is definitely one of the, like, like this and Mulan are a couple of the like last, you know, that era of Disney that I was really, that I really attach myself to. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Some of my favorite moments in the, um, uh, in the film are, uh, I mean, just a lot of the songs, like I, I love, I won't say I'm in love as a song just in general. Um, and I think it's, it's performed incredibly well. Um, I, 
Uh, I love, you know, like I said, Hades is a ton of fun throughout. Um, uh, and I love the back and forth that Herc and Phil have uh, uh, for a lot of stuff. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just a fun, entertaining movie, kind of start to finish. There's there's not really a lot of wasted space or wasted time in there. It's just a, a good, fun journey. I love the the kind of chemistry between you know Herc and Meg. Um, I think uh, you know he's very much aw shucks, and she's very much like a uh, she like. Uh, spe- speaking to my own psyche, I'm like, yep, nope. The uh, the women that I have probably been most like drawn to in my own life are much more like Meg than uh, you know your typical damsel in distress or something like that. So, um, shout out to the strong women, uh, just in general. Um, but yeah, that's uh, so that's gonna be kind of uh, uh, some of my favorite stuff for for this show. I, like I said, um, I, I talked at length with uh, Josh Brown and uh, and Jason from. Um, uh, from the Castle Vault, Josh, who was on one of the episodes of, uh, of Hamilton uh, with me um, a few weeks back. So we kind of just crossed the streams there a little bit. Uh, I, I had a great time with them. It was a ton of fun. So uh, one of my favorite podcasts that I've done in a while. So definitely go check that out if you are so inclined. Um, uh, in terms of uh, where do I grade it from an A plus to F? I give this a solid A. Um, absolutely great. Um, uh, it dev- it, it it suffers from a little bit in that, like, you know, Hades doesn't have a great iconic villain song or something like that. I think, uh, it admittedly, I, I think, uh, I said this on the, uh, the Castle Vault as well, it would have been tough to do because you already have Phil kind of really doing the talk singing, and I, don't, I feel like Hades would have been a very similar kind of vibe to it. Um, but I did, I think I mentioned, um, it'd be fun to see him do kind of a, like, an evil version of, like, the Harold Hill from The Music Man kind of, you know, uh, trouble in river city kind of thing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I give, I give, uh, Hercules a solid a, uh, it's just a, a great movie. Not a lot of negatives. Um, just a, a good fun time. Uh, extra credit. If you like this, other suggestions that Disney plus decided to throw at me at some point, I remember seeing Disney plus threw at me Hercules, the animated series. So I'm going to give that a shout out too. It's not here in front of me in on the screen I'm looking at right now, but, um, uh, that certainly like, this is one of the many Disney films that spawned a, uh, you know, a Disney channel, uh, original series or not original series, but a Disney channel series, um, spawning off on that. So, uh, check that out, uh, for, you know, some, some fun weekly adventures if you want. Uh, but other films that were thrown out at this are the Lion King, uh, the live action Aladdin, which jumped out at me. I was surprised by that. Uh, not to see the, the animated Aladdin, um, beauty and the beast, uh, animated, the little mermaid, the jungle book, Lilo and stitch, Bambi and Peter Pan. Uh, no, I don't think I have anything else in other, in extracurriculars. I don't think I've been watching anything else on Disney plus really recently. I've been rewatching, um, just on other services. I've been rewatching, uh, last, uh, avatar, last airbender. Just like I, I watched that whole thing for the first time recently and I just have thrown it on and I'm just kind of enjoying a, a second, uh, kind of in the background viewing of that as well as, uh, I've started rewatching doctor who, um, uh, now that it is on HBO Max, um, so I'm the end of. I just got to the Catherine Tate um, introduction. Uh, like the the Rose Tyler episodes have just ended uh, with David Tennant, so um, that's where I'm at on that one. 
Uh, but that's going to do it for this week's episode of That D Plus Show. Quick one in and out. Uh, thank you for joining me to uh, to listen to me talk about Hercules uh, for a little bit. Like I said, if you want to hear more, uh, you can follow, uh, just in general of plugs, you can follow me at Trevor J. Starkey. And if you want to hear more of me talking about Hercules, definitely go check out the episode from a couple weeks ago of The Castle Vault because um, that was a ton of fun. And, uh, and I will uh, link that everywhere I can here. Um, you can follow all of us over at That Nerdy Site, uh, and if you would like to be a part of this show, uh, especially now that I'm probably going to be heading back into the realm of normal Disney Plus offerings, uh, you can go to thatnerdysite.com slash dplusguest and let me know what you would like to talk about, and uh, we'll try and uh, make that happen, get you scheduled on here. Or just tweet me and, and hit me up and say, hey, I want to come on and talk about this such and such a thing. Uh, if you liked what you heard, please like, rate, review, share, subscribe to the podcast with all your friends, all that fun stuff. No, subscribe and share the podcast with all your friends, all that fun stuff. And if you do feel so inclined, you can always support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash site. Thank you again for joining me. As always, stay nerdy, be good to each other, and class dismissed.